Welcome to Snack Overflow, a bite-sized podcast about snacks and computers. I'm your host, Dretti Herpa. In this episode of Snack Overflow, we discuss kale hipsterdom, new age cults, second careers, and what it means to support women in technology. Welcome, Mercy! Yay! Yes, Queen! Yes! <laughs> um, I guess so for background, we work together. Yes. At a company that we won't name for to protect the innocent. That <laughs> 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 you could totally find if you Google either of our first names. Yes, exactly. But we, you know, we work together. Yeah, we work together at yeah, a place. At a place. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> um, and it's been really lovely to work with you. Just everybody should know. Mercy's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I wanted to ask you on the podcast and record, you know, in front of God and millions. <laughs> 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 Which is really, you know, I think. Oh, puppy. There's a puppy here. Just. Yeah, she made a guest star. <laughs> Her name is Pixels. Wiggle bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Um, But yes, so I wanted to ask you about, obviously the premise of the show is tell me about some computer stuff. Mm -hmm. Tell me about, you know, some some snack stuff, mostly snack stuff, because that's like my main interest. Legitimately, we had a great snack week at work. I think I was going to start like a snack Instagram. Yeah. Because there's ice cream this week. There's boba. Yeah. That was a dank breakfast. We were yeah, that breakfast was so really good. good. Yeah. So I took a picture and I was like, maybe. I also asked them to bring in avocados as part of the fruit thing because that is a good snack, um, and they've been doing it. Yeah, they're really amenable to the snack, yeah. you know, requests of others. <laughs> it's the best channel. Snack I've life. Had. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> um, so yes. We're going to talk about snack stuff. We're going to talk about computer stuff. We both work in tech, so maybe our opinions about tech would be same or different. Mm-hmm. Probably mm-hmm. same. <laughs> same, maybe. Um, okay, so mostly I want to know about your recon mission yes. to find out more about new age snacks. Yeah. <laughs> As background, you grew up in is a religious community too. Vague. It's no, I mean, too I, strong. Say, I say cults. Um, you know, no one who's who's in a cult uses the word cult. Mm. Um, no Scientologist is going to say, oh, yeah, I'm a member of this great cult, Scientology. <laughs> you should stop by. <laughs> but, um, it, but it is a cult. Um, the correct term uh, from anthropolog- anthropological, the correct anthropological term, yeah. there we go is um, New American Religion. Oh, interesting. So it's a religion that was invented in the United States after the 1900s. So like Mormonism. Yeah. Also Scientology. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Heaven's Gate. All of these. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge range of of types of religions. Um, Mine was uh, a weird combination of um, puritanical 
beliefs, okay. especially around the body. Okay. Um, hence the very weird diet that I had growing up. Yeah. Echoes of which exist to this day. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and like super new age beliefs. Yeah. So I was raised to believe in karma and reincarnation. Um, it's an ascended master cult. And, and there are a bunch of these wow. that believe in these like people um, that are sin masters. That's also referred to as the Great White Brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> that's in the most vain thing. It's yeah, it is. And they're like, no, it refers to the white light radiating out from them. And it's like they're all white dudes, aren't they? Yeah, white dudes, white women, a couple of Indian people because of the Hindu oh, yeah. part. But they added in this had to have been. I think even after the year 2000, or maybe in the late 90s, they added one ascended master who represented the entire continent of Africa, which is like, wow. That's very reductive. Wow. And then his name is Afra. And I'm like, this is, no. And then by that time I had been out of it and I found some pamphlet about this guy in my mom's house and I was like, you have to be kidding me. You're like, wow, you're going to add a token black person and master who's like from like basically the country of Africa. And you're just like, oh my God, yeah. everything about this is wrong. Whose name like sounds like the word Afro. Like Afro. You know, it's like, why didn't you just call him that? Why didn't you just call him black person? Yeah. Black person. This would be more direct about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty. So, I mean, the like the, the racial and social politics yeah. of it are super... Um, conservative 1950s yeah. anti-communist right wing oh. um, yeah so that part is ridiculous but the lifestyle part I mean it's also pretty ridiculous but um, it has made for some very strange snacking <laughs> yes because so I remember we had gone to um, a dinner and you were like oh yeah like this is happy this is my life and we were like what well, your life is so interesting <laughs> and you had talked about how you've been eating kale mm-hmm. since like the 80s yeah and all of this like really trendy health food yeah. is kind of old hat to you because yeah. that's what you ate growing up which is yeah. like super interesting because it's like wow we've been I mean and also I think I'm, kale is so popular and there's like this cult of kale almost because yeah. it's like oh like kale is like perfect amazing health food and like you eat really healthy kale so like I wanted to be like oh you must have a really healthy diet like <laughs> what does it even mean <laughs> yeah and it's you know you know, there's some article recently that said, oh, it turns out that kale um, drags up a lot of heavy metals from the ground and oh. you shouldn't eat too much of it. Yeah. And I think, you know, anytime that people, it's generally true in science, but yeah. especially in nutrition. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this thing is really good for you. It turns out, you know. And copious amounts is not good for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, there goes my California food truck idea. <laughs> kale juice, kale tacos. Yeah. You can only have so much kale. It's true. Yeah. One piece of one piece of kale. <laughs> Sandwiched between two pieces of bacon. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Well, you know, I need something to... I'm, I'm already brainstorming uh, post-tech, you know, career options. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, it doesn't look fun. Back to snacks. Snacking, well, I mean, new age snacking. Yes. 
which is all very like health conscious it sounds like mm-hmm. a lot of maybe your body is a temple om shanti kind of stuff yeah i think that was definitely the idea um and i think in terms of uh any religious diet mm-hmm. if you have less protein and you're mostly eating brown rice and yeah. kale and tempeh um They've done studies that show that you're more suggestible <gasps> if you're eating like a like what's essentially a vegan or close to vegan diet. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Ah! Mm-hmm. <laughs> vegans like <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think I think that's actually why. Huh. Uh, they, to keep they you kind it. of mm-hmm. um, docile. Yeah. Yeah. And they would um, throughout the course of the uh, Especially when the the prophets mm-hmm. who who ran the religion were who ran the religion, whatever that's what it is. It was their business. Yeah. Um, who ran the religion were uh, would get people together, you know, during the summer or winter, and have mm-hmm. these um, like it was our version of church camp. Sure. And they would issue new edicts about what people could and couldn't do okay. during those times. Um, so this is like one of the most culty parts of it. Yeah. And they would. Uh, do things where they were going to do a 72-hour um, non-stop like decree summit. Okay. So decreeing is this type of uh, prayer okay. that you do that's like super fast and sounds very strange. Sure. And so then they would get, you know, a thousand people, two thousand people in these big tents for 72 hours. People would take shifts. Mm-hmm. And during that time, they um, said that you can't uh, drink caffeine. So there, it's the ultimate trance experience, you know, where you're like sleep deprived, you can't have caffeine, right. you're eating, you know, kale and brown rice yeah. and quinoa, um, and then you're doing this like very meditative, very trance-like thing with a bunch of yeah. other people. So it seems almost calculated to kind of either induce hallucination or, you know, faux spiritualism or whatever, yeah. just to have yeah. this experience that you now associate with with them religion and the divine or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah they know what they're doing that's amazing yeah yeah people people just want community i think at the end of the day i think there's been a lot of it's hard to hard to live a life without a community so Mm -hmm. people like search for it and then other people are there yeah waiting to take advantage of that i think very human desire to want to be a part of like it's like a team everyone wants to be part of a team yeah but maybe your team, your team also has like very specific foods yeah. you're allowed to eat. Yeah. Was it only like this very specifically a diet of like vegan foods? Like were you just essentially um, vegan growing up? I, I don't remember eating any type of meat until I was maybe four or five. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I had a hamburger until I was maybe eight or nine. Wow. Um, yeah, and so because that was a type of food that was around the mm-hmm. house, and we would often live out in the country. We lived for a while in Montana. There were five kids and my parents in um, a two-bedroom trailer, mm-hmm. um, just like broke as all hell, yeah. you know, living on the prairie. Um, and we might we would go every couple of weeks with my mom into a nearby town to participate in a food co-op. Sure. Which were, you know, it's like the farmer's markets and food co-ops were what uh, the founder of Whole Foods saw and mm-hmm. was like, oh yeah, yeah, like there's a market here. Um, so we would go into the co-op, which was all someone's garage, and pick up these huge sacks of wheat berries okay. to make tempeh out of. Um, yeah, to make tempeh and uh, saiton. Oh, okay. Um, 
And so I remember being in like the back of our Volkswagen bus, <laughs> of course, <laughs> with my brothers like surreptitiously like opening up the edge of one of the wheat berry bags and like popping some in Hormel's and like chewing them because we'd heard about chewing gum. Oh. And we were like, oh yeah, this is like really chewing. We're like, this is okay. <laughs> um, and we would also dare each other to do stuff. Uh, like we would dare each other to eat bees and fire ants. Um, we had this uh, thing for a while. This was also at the trailer in the in Prey, Montana. Mm-hmm. So ridiculous. Um, we would get these egg, uh, just you know, an egg crate with like a dozen eggs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we would trap some bees in it okay. with like a couple of flowers and then open it up later in the day and there would be honey in there and we would just like eat oh. the honey. Yeah. I still don't know exactly how that worked. How did that work? Yeah. Such a fast honey-making process. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it was longer than that. Huh. Time is a river, especially in childhood. <laughs> Like, when did that happen? How long did it last? Uh, yeah. Yeah. When you're a kid and each year is like one fifth of your entire life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great American So you went to I guess it was like a bridal party shower thing? Yes, yeah. You went and your mom is still in this cult. Yes, yeah. And is she eating cool stuff? What's like? Because you were eating kale before it was cool, right? Yeah. Like you were like a kale hipster, mm-hmm. I guess. And now everyone's eating kale and juicing or whatever. Yeah. And doing Pilates and. So her her new stuff um, is she has gotten increasingly into su- the supplement game. Interesting. But you just pee it out. I know. I it know. seems like a racket. The supplement I, I industry. Think it, I think it is. I think Dr. McCola. <laughs> really has it going on for himself it's right now. Snake oil. Yeah. Just eat the food. So she's now really into this supplement that she gave me, one uh, uh, like a container of called ubiquinol. <laughs> like unobtainium. Like unobtainium, exactly. It's an unobtainium of vitamins. Yeah. And I was like ubiquinol. She was like, yeah, it's in everything. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god. Okay, mom. Uh, that's pretty funny. Um. But what is it if it's in everything? Is it just... I don't know. And I don't think it's regulated by no, yeah, so the FDA. Few. It's like, you know, buyer beware. So few. And if it's in everything, are. aren't you already getting hell of it anyway? Yeah. Right? Mm. You also talked about some saluting, some... Yeah. So her new thing for the last few years is the sun. Okay. She will wake up before dawn okay. and pray... While watching the Sunrise. rising sun, okay. that's so or relaxing. Like bask in the in the sun, um, and they're supposed to be. I mean, actually, you know, sunlight exposure mm-hmm. is good for you. Yeah. Um, and she will. Um, I don't know if you've seen. There was this very popular study. Um, you know, God only knows how it was run by this. Uh, I think a Japanese researcher mm-hmm. who took these jars of water and put different words on them. And he would put like love on one word and like hatred on, on another jar and then supposedly take the water and look at it under a microscope and the water that had love written on it would be like, oh, like beautiful, super symmetrical uh, water molecules. And then he would look at the other one and it would be like all like messed up <laughs> and like spiky. And you're like, as if like that English word changed the like... Or like that, that word changed the, the actual the chemical composition of the water, mm. like the actual, the structure of it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That sounds devious. Yeah. 
but she'll put water um, in the sun, you know, like in a jar outside to collect the good vibes out the of good the vibes, sun. The good vibes out of the sun. And then drink it. And it has been so crazy to be like raised in such a weird outcast niche. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was just constantly ridiculed throughout school for mm. the food that I would bring. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to eat the school food. Well, and obviously. It was well, who ter- would though? It was, it was terrible. Yeah. Um, but then of. other kids would have like their ham and cheese sandwich mm. or what were those little snack packs? Lunchables. Lunchables. I was so envious. Me too. I was so jealous of the kids who got to have Lunchables yeah. and I would be like, I, instead I would have, um, uh, we called them nori rolls, but you know, yeah. like the sushi mm-hmm. um, nori, we would take an entire square of it. And my favorite was brown rice and umeboshi. Okay, that's... Yeah, yeah pickle, that's, pickle plum. Yeah. So I would like make myself that in the morning, you know, before going to school with some carrot sticks yeah. or raisins or something. And then I'd be eating my little, you yeah. know, sushi rito effectively. It's delicious though. It, yeah, and I still really enjoy it and I got a lot of for it. Yeah, yeah, and so it has been so crazy to now walk into Whole Foods and see all of this stuff that my mom has been doing since she was twenty years old. Yeah, be very popular. Yeah. So I'm wondering if Whole Foods is getting an inside scoop from like new age cults. Yeah, yeah, and I think that whole segment of people um, who were really into co-ops and Mm -hmm. farmers markets in the '60s and '70s. Yeah. They have been totally co-opted by this movement some of it's good because like without Whole Foods I wouldn't know about a host of delicious treats mm-hmm. and so I'm very appreciative of that but also yeah it does there, there's so much appropriation but at the same time like it's cool to share ideas I don't know what's, yeah. what's the line yeah totally Yeah. Which, eh, you know, the the joke, uh, the title of the show is a pun on a, like, a programming enthusiast website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> meow, meow. Um, but you've been doing a lot of, you work in technology. Mm-hmm. I would definitely characterize you as a woman in technology. Yeah. Um, because you are. Because <laughs> we work at the same company. Um, but you do more product management stuff. And yeah. So do you think that there's been like an undue focus on like to be a woman in technology you have to be a programmer like that's kind of the shorthand I think it's like the- that's definitely the shorthand for women technology um I think one of the interesting reasons why that's true mm-hmm. is because it is has been by far the most overtly masculine gendered mm-hmm. job Right. A long time, yeah. And the, actually, the deeper into the stack you go, the more Lord. gendered it gets. It's crazy. Right? Which is, like, f***ed up. Yeah. That you can... I'm sorry. It's messed up. You can be... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Dad. That <laughs> 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 you can... Um, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, like, women front-end developers, and then you're like, I don't know, like, do you really code in Python? You know? And then it's, like, some, like, female, like, in DevOps or yeah. whatever, like, you know, doing some very, like, deep technical stuff. Yeah. It becomes, like weirder and weirder yeah. that like that's what she's into what's also funny to me is that the weird 
kind of it's not as though these skills aren't teachable yeah you know what I mean totally and so it's this weird protectionism around the industry strangely yeah but it's not as though like I could teach someone to do my job pretty easily yeah you know it's not like it's this amazing thing that you have to have some sort of secret affinity in order to like really understand it every programmer at one point learned how to program yes yeah yeah so it's very yeah but it's it's I think what's interesting is like the deeper you into it you go the more ill socialized people are which is generalization but mm -hmm. you know there's not a lot of women in say security or right. working on you know kernels whatever right. that is <laughs> um <laughs> don't listen to the scalp <laughs> So there's, yeah, there's no, yeah, you're right. Or, or even if you go up, right? Like, mm -hmm. in terms of, like, management. Yeah. I, you know, I currently have a lady boss, but that's the first time in my career that I've had a woman managing me. Yeah. And there's not a lot of women, like, VP of engineering mm -hmm. or, like, you know, or even, like, at the C level or, like, running. I mean, yeah. you're a lead at work, but, mm -hmm. you know, that that's, I think, very rare, too. Yeah. Unless you're in certain departments. Like, I think marketing is often women. Uh-huh. But, or HR. So there's, like, certain mm -hmm. weird... Yeah, there are definitely... Um, yeah, because, you know, there are a ton of women who work in technology who are in marketing. Mm -hmm. And those typically are not uh, the women that we're talking about when right. we talk about women in technology. Yeah. Um, and I started out as a VC-backed entrepreneur, mm -hmm. um, game designer, and then product manager. Yeah. And those are all roles that are very masculine, yeah. but they are non-technical. Right. Um, and so uh, I think it's also, I have met very few women who have done or do any of those things. Sure. And, um, and it's also, it's not a profession as much as it's a role. Like game design is definitely a profession mm -hmm. and like... Maybe we shouldn't even mention games <laughs> to not like, it's like, I feel like I can like in the back of my mind, feel the trolls like crawling out from under their bridges right now, you know? Where does Mercy live? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was, I God, I feel so grateful to have, um, to not be in games anymore yeah. when all of that stuff started happening. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, God, it's so crazy. And you know, games, part of the reason that I left games is that it's such a vile, bro-y yeah. culture. Yeah. Um, you can't, you can't be expected to, so women typically would exit technology mm -hmm. at a rate of 50%. Wow. And that's incredibly high attrition. Yeah. You know, and it ends up happening because they just don't have the energy to put up with the malarkey yeah. anymore. Like, well, I'm done with this. I can't, like, yeah. this is my day. This is terrible. Well, and if you're not advancing into either like the IC, you know, individual contributor track mm -hmm. where you're getting, um, you know, then you're like principal, senior, whatever, engineer, yeah. you know, whatever. I don't even know all of that, what all the different titles for the hierarchy are, or you're not being made a manager, mm -hmm. then of course you would leave because yeah. you're like, you know, you have more experience than people who are now managing you or who have a higher rank than you. Sure. Um, and that is a terrible feeling. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so this is something I probably should, like, I've been talking about at work, but people are like, oh, you can't be serious. <laughs> is, maybe it'll change, but I have this theory that winter is coming for my career. Yeah. Which is like, okay, I'm either going to have a kid or I'm going to turn 40 mm -hmm. or I'm just going to decide that I can't hang with these dudes anymore. 
and I'm just gonna like smoke bomb at a technology and like do something else. Yeah. Um, and it's terrible. And I don't know if you if you feel that way. Just sort of like, I mean, we work at a place now that it's not super whatever. But yeah, yeah, it's a much better. Winter is coming for your career. Oh yeah, most definitely. I'm gonna get pushed out. Hard. Yeah. And yeah. you think you'll push out versus you'll get pushed out? Well, I think women like you know that thing like a couple years ago when they were like trying to make Arizona so inhospitable that people self-deport. I think yeah. that's very applicable to technology. Oh, you think yeah. that's an option? I think they want you to self-deport. I think they want you to leave. Like the big yeah. So it's like yeah, you can have this career, but only at a certain point. Yeah. But then I think at the same time it's happening. It's happening to men too. Huh. Like I think. You know, men start having kids, and they're like, "Oh, I had no idea that it was going to be so hard because you have to work a million hours or whatever." And you have a baby; you can't work a million hours. Yeah, you know. So, I think, yeah, winter is totally coming for my career. Yeah, and not on purpose. Just, I don't think there'll be at some point where I choose I can't hang anymore. Like yeah. when I get tired. Yeah, I'll do something else. But also, switching careers could be cool. Yeah, I don't know. I think to continue with the Game of Thrones analogy. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that, um, I don't foresee myself getting pushed out mm. just because, like, of the Game of Thrones characters okay. and technology. <laughs> like, I am Arya. Oh, and yeah. from being a young woman, raising technology, raising money to start yeah. a tech company and getting treated so terribly yeah. by these, like, old sexist oh. men. I remember, like, driving down to have... A difficult conversation, which would be a subject for a different podcast, <laughs> with uh, one of my investors in my uh, 1999 Toyota Corolla that I've been driving since high school, blasting Ani DeFranco, <laughs> seeing my little heart out, like revving myself up for this tough, tough conversation, which I ended up coming out on top of mm. because I'm just like, no, yeah, like I have this list in my mind of um, the institutions and the and the people who yeah. I think need to be taken down. Yeah. Um and I remember being, you know, twenty three or whatever, <laughs> raising money and, and being and thinking to myself, and I had never in my entire life thought I would want anything to do with like a financial institution. Sure, sure. But I'm like later in my career when I'm done making stuff, yeah. I'm gonna become a VC. Oh yeah, pay it forward. Send the elevator back yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I am sending that elevator mm -hmm. back down over and over and over yeah. again. Yeah. Um and also in part because some of the people on my list that I repeat to myself as I'm going to sleep. Not that it's that dramatic, <laughs> but that is the <laughs> Yeah. Um, of the list of people you're gonna kill. Yeah. You're gonna, yeah. yeah. <laughs> some of some of those people are women who told yeah. me that they thought my generation didn't have it hard enough. And that instead, and I was coming to them asking for a mentorship, and instead of helping me and yeah. like sending the elevator yeah. back down, they were like, "No, you didn't suffer enough." Like we did, so we did, and you didn't, and you didn't, and so therefore, instead of like standing on the shoulders of giants and yeah. helping you and being yeah. more collaborative, 
they wanted you to like go back out there and suffer some more. That's terrible. Yeah, exactly. There is so I listen to this podcast called Call Your Girlfriends and they have this idea. It's an amazing podcast. Um shout out to Amina. She's great. Um and they have this the woman on it has this concept of shine theory. And it's I don't shine if you don't shine. Yeah. So like this idea of like women should be working together and for each other. Yeah. And not against each other. Totally. You know, and I'm I'm a proponent of this. Yeah. Know, for sure. But it's like yeah. a way that I can help a woman that I know, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense for me not to. But yeah. Like that's the way that we succeed. Yeah. Is by building our own like you know like old boys club, but like the lady version, which is like gonna be super awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I think you know if we have anything to learn, which we do have much to learn yeah. from. Um, previous times at which people got new rights that they didn't mm-hmm. have any mm-hmm. of the like many um, civil rights movements that have come before the current civil rights movement that sure. we're in. Yeah. It has been because different groups of people with um, different agendas yeah. banded together. Yeah. So, you know, it's like people who, um, like, I guess the one of the more, uh, like, famous ones is in the, you know, the 50s and 60s mm-hmm. Jewish Americans yeah. who were being, you know, really actively discriminated against banded together with black leaders mm-hmm. and communities, and they're like, we are going to make it better for yeah. everyone by yeah. making it better for each other. Yeah. And I think, like, that's, that's the only the way only to do forward. it. Yeah. yeah. So... That's a, that's a great post-technology plan, is to like be a VC and yeah. give money to projects that should exist. Yeah, and like take the time to help find those people. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. That's yeah. so ambitious. That's awesome. Yeah. I was just sort of like, I was, I'll probably be tired, I'll probably want to break for a while, and then who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll finally write that book about my family. <laughs> yes, which I do look forward to reading. Oh <laughs> Where's the mother? <laughs> it's going to be so great. So... I think as much as we can, we should change it from the bottom, but I think it's completely like a top-down thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Projects that get money are the ones that, like, more will succeed. Yeah. So. And if you think about, like, if there were, um, you know, women of color and black men who were partners mm-hmm. um, at all of these venture capital firms. For sure. What, what kind of, like, ideas would we be seeing? Yeah, exactly. We're seeing the same kind of idea. Yeah, yeah. Like, Catering to... The same kind of tastes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think... And drawing on the same experiences. Yeah. And so what's been interesting is to see kind of, like, these indie projects that come out, like, uh, the Detroit Water Project. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Super cool. Like, great idea in terms of, like, how can we use technology to make things better? Like... Yeah. Yeah, these young kids have great ideas. Yeah. And they should be getting the money. Like, that's a great idea. Yeah. Water is a human right. Like, let's help people pay their unreasonably high water bill. Yeah. I don't know. So they can turn it back on. So they can turn it back on. Because yeah. stuff happens to people. You know? I think that I'm no different than any any person, I don't think. Yeah. You know, yeah. We're just luckier. Yeah. Completely. Just, yeah. So, yes. If I can push the needle in some direction. Yeah. yeah. Great idea. Oh, you yeah, guys have good ideas. <laughs> yeah. I view it as... Um, well, I, I think, you know, if I hadn't had the extremely random mm-hmm. lucky opportunity mm-hmm. to raise money and to actually like successfully do it mm-hmm. and have this venture backed startup which exposed me to this yeah. insane world mm-hmm. at like a young age mm-hmm. when I was still like the flame is still in my heart yeah. but I'm not angry yeah the way I was so angry yeah, when sure. when I was younger um and I think you know you want to make sure that you keep that flame alive because yeah. like what I feel like I'm doing now is um you know building a network yeah. and building a fortress of yeah. like success and reputation mm-hmm. so that when they come for me as they will oh, 
you know, I have I have a wall. It's gonna happen. And and, yeah. and an army of people because yeah. you know they will try to destroy you yeah, for from sure. their mother's basement yeah. and like it's just it's so weird. Like and it's, it's such like an onslaught. Like I don't think I feel that way. Yeah. You know, I I wonder like could I have been doing better in my career than I am like where I am now based on like certain factors? Like maybe. Yeah. You know, like I think about my last job and the last couple of jobs I've had, I'm like, oh yeah, like I don't know, maybe she's lady, but like I'm like only at this stage, maybe I should be a bit further. Yeah. You know, I, I can't control my perception after like people meet me. Yeah. You know, I know what I'm like, but you know, the picture of myself and other people's heads I can't control. Right. So yeah, no, I I love the idea of like, you know, like a feminist back channel like network of people who are, you know, that's how it works. Yeah. Totally. So. Yeah. And I will I will spend time and like have coffee with um any young woman yeah. who wants to or any woman who like <laughs> wants to talk about this and yeah. like wants to for sure become part of the network. Y'all should know me well enough. Please don't call me on my blood. bigger than the front. Ooh, y'all think y'all frontin' on? We've been talking for such a long time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good for us. Yeah. I'm going to make so many podcasts out of this recording. Like, at least six. This is so good. Um, yeah, so I guess thank you for being on. You're the best. <laughs> I think everybody I know is the best, though. I'm, like, really like, oh, People in my life are so cool. You've been a great... You're, like, friend from college. I had such a good time hanging out with her at Happy Hour. I'm like, you're so awesome. <laughs> yeah. I think you're a magnet for excellent um, people. Listen, cool people? Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, no new friends 2015. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're great. Thank you so much for doing this. This is yeah. you so much time of your time. Thank That's you. Yeah. <laughs> I just like talking to people and then yeah. putting it on the internet. I just basically want like a Tet offensive of cool people. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know is like a little problematic, but whatever. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll send you a rough cut. Cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Snack Overflow was produced by me, Drati Herpa. Original music is courtesy of the band Super Users. Snack Overflow would always lend a cup of sugar to Merd Industries. You can find us online at snackoverflow.fm or on Twitter. Our handle is at snackoverflow.fm. Thanks for listening. The only way I would date somebody that had dreadlocks and they were white would be to cut off the dreadlocks. <laughs> like, I'd be like, yeah, you can go on dates and we can be together. And then I would cut off. I would, like, shave <laughs> their head and, oh, yeah. Yes. And be like, this is appropriation of the highest order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bye.